go. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. This is a short disclaimer just to let you know that this episode had actually been recorded before the protest started. But moving forward, moving forward, we would like to share some actionable steps um, that we did not include in the episode because the protest had not started. So we didn't really have any steps to give you. Um, So the main thing we would have to say is if you're not in Nigeria right now, just retweet, tweet, share hashtags, share resources um, that people can use to help themselves during the protest or just to get visibility for the movement. Um, because mm. as Nigerians, you know, we love disgrace. That's the only way that mm. we can actually wake <laughs> up. So funny. tweet, hashtag Buhari has been a bad boy. Hashtag answer. Yeah. Hashtag SWAT. SWAT. SWAT, um, SAS must go. SWAT must go. SAS must go now. Gang. Just go on right. Twitter. Retweet. Tweet. Even if you don't have anything to say, just put the hashtag there or retweet or just like engage with people's posts who are already um, tweeting about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's mm-hmm. really the least we can do as people really in the diaspora. Is. So. It really is the least we can do. But that being said, let's get into the episode. Yeah. Hello, everyone. My name is Esther Crystal. Hi, guys. I'm Aaliyah. And this is Uncoming to America. You know this. Yeah. And today, Esther, what are we going to talk to the good people about? Well, we're going to talk about a topic that is really heavy on our hearts. Um, This is coming from a place of um, a lot of things that are happening in Nigeria right now. Recent events, especially, as you know, the NSAS movement. Um, Because of recent events, we've decided to come up and just talk about what is next. um, What is next for people who are in diaspora with the... Um, dilemma, the dilemma or dilemma, however you choose to pronounce that word, mm-hmm. that we usually face after we realize when we move out of Nigeria that change only occurs when things happen mm-hmm. and when people scream out, but then now we're in a different country. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about like the process of getting to that mindset and then what comes next. So yeah. yeah. So we can kind of start from like when you were in Nigeria. I mean, both of us can talk about experiences. But when you were in Nigeria, did you really feel like, you know, I'm the I'm the best Nigerian in the world. I'm the biggest patriot. You know, Nigeria is maybe the best country in your mind. You think that Nigeria is the best country. Did you ever feel like, you know, Nigeria was the best country in the world? Um. Hmm. So I'll say when I was in Nigeria, I was never really like the biggest patriot. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't really have a, oh, I need to, I didn't really have a mission or a vision or whatever for my country. It's hard to believe when you meet me now because (laughs) literally my whole, the whole, my whole career path, everything I'm doing is all about Nigeria now. But before, prior to coming to America, I never really thought much about Nigeria as a country it was Mm -hmm. more 
me and my family and how right. I can move up to the next level, no, regardless of what way it would be. If it was going to be us in Nigeria moving up, leveling up, I don't care. If it was going to be in the UK leveling up, I don't care. Like wherever we were, I was just more concerned about leveling up. Mm. So that was where my mind was. I didn't really care much about Nigeria as a country as right. a whole. I just knew like things are not good, things are not okay, but that's the way it's always been. Mm. So it's like, yeah, that's the way it's always been. So what can I really do? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but how did you feel earlier? I mean, mine was I, I I guess I felt very similar um to the way you felt because like you said, I was really more focused on my family, like my immediate family and like, you know, what we were doing and what everybody as an individual in my family was doing like what my parents were doing what my siblings were doing in school and how they were going to help themselves not necessarily how um we were going to help nigeria because like you said i was already in this mindset of you know nigeria is spoiled you know Mm. and that's how it's always been there's not exactly going up from here um and i think from a very young age i kind of got into this mentality of you know, Nigeria can only really get better if we start from scratch again. Like, we have to cancel mm. the whole country and start again. <laughs> Which, I mean, now that I'm more grown up, it obviously it's not that easy. And yeah, it's to happen that way. I mean, we could have a revolution. A lot of people would die, though. But, like, if we really wanted to do it that way, we could. Mm. I'm not suggesting anything. Um, I'm just saying. Um, yeah. But that was definitely the same mentality I had. I didn't really see Nigeria going anywhere going any further than you already had Hmm. um and i would say that's definitely especially for people like us who are who are quite privileged we don't really see ourselves well well, let me not generalize but a lot of people around me didn't really see themselves living in nigeria for the rest of their lives yes so i think that's why we're kind of far removed from you know, Nigeria is a country. Let's mm-hmm. make everything better. Um, and yeah. then it was when you is when you come to America or you go to a different country, and now like, this is not really my country. Like, like I, don't, I don't feel at home here, here. You know, so I don't know. That was that was the wake up call I needed coming here and realizing that no matter how long I live here for, I'm never really going to be a true american but i'm always yep Um, yes sir so yeah that's just me yeah and i just feel like i think the turning point for me when i moved here was seeing a lot of things that have been normalized in nigeria were not normal Mm. like one of the biggest things for me was when they were doing elections and they called the youth coppers because my my cousin was a youth copper at the time Mm-hmm. And they called the U-coppers and they were like, they should come help people vote and whatever, whatever. And they gave them money, um, some money to be able to get a ha- um, an apartment to rent. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I don't even remember the exact amount of money they gave them. But obviously, this money was not enough for them to use. And so right. we saw like different pictures. I don't know if you saw it earlier, but there were like different pictures of youth coppers like sleeping outside, sleeping on the floor sleeping in um birth bosses damper bosses just mm. just sleeping mosquito was biting them and you know malaria is like prevalent or prevalent yeah. in nigeria 
And so this was concerning to me, like to see on Twitter. And I was having a whole conversation with my dad. And he was like, well, you know, um, they must have given them the option of going to get an apartment or keeping their money. And he was like, well, they must have decided to keep their money. It's like when you're traveling, you can decide to go to a lounge or you can just decide to wait for the airplane. I was like, wait, hold up. Like, what's going on here? And I started, like, I sat and I was thinking... And I was like, if this, for example, like, yeah, the U.S. is messed up. But if this was the U.S., that wouldn't be happening. Right. They would have actually provided a place for them to stay. And yeah. even giving them money on top. Like, and we're not saying, like, the U.S. is in debt. <laughs> so what are we saying? Like, but they still can provide for their people. Yeah. So I was, I think, the, like, that thing just came to me that are you not, and I, this was a whole argument with my mom and my dad. It just became a whole thing. And I was like, are you not upset? Like, the country has progressively become worse mm-hmm. while we have been there. So what exactly are you leaving for your children and your grandchildren? I What's think, grandma and grandpa leaving for us? I think that the thing about a lot of Nigerians is that they are thinking about what... And I mean, I don't necessarily blame them for this, but they're thinking about what they're going to eat today, not what's going to be happening next week. And I don't blame them for that just because being in poverty will make you think that way. Like Hmm. if you have 20 naira, you're thinking about what you're going to eat for dinner today, not what you're going to be eating two weeks from now. Who knows if you're going to, this is very morbid, but like who knows if you're going to be alive two weeks from now. You're thinking about what's happening right now. So that's why I I don't necessarily blame a lot of of Nigerians, but like if you claim you're a Nigerian that wants Nigeria to be better than it is right now, that is not the type of mentality that you should be having. Definitely not. I mean, I think everybody has been having that mentality for a while and see where it has gotten us. Nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> Zero. It's, it's literally gotten us nowhere. Like I said, Nigeria is getting worse by the day. It's not getting any better. I mean, Nigerians as people are definitely doing big things outside Nigeria. Nigeria, where they have the opportunity exactly. and resources. Because in Nigeria, you do not have the adequate resources that you need. So you have to get out of there. And obviously, this is coming from a very privileged standpoint because yep. you can't, not everybody can leave Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm coming to a quote-unquote first world country. Um, some people cannot go to Benin, they cannot go to Ghana, they cannot go exactly. To- but you know, the worst thing about this whole thing is that even moving from Nigeria itself, moving to Benin itself, you're better off. That's, That's how point. bad it is. Moving to yeah. Ghana, you're better off. Like, our grandparents had lights in their house when they were younger, mm-hmm. so where, where did we miss the connection? Like, everyone wants to blame me on oh, the white people came, white people are still controlling the country, yada yada yada. Okay, but when they did leave and they left, and this is where my argument comes up with Independence Day, we're not independent or mm. we don't even value. Because when you speak to South Africans about their independence, they'll get emotional. They'll talk about everything that happened. They'll talk about the process they had to go through. But compared to other countries, I just, I just feel like Nigeria kind of got it on a platter of gold. Mm. We literally had the people leave and come in. 
like there was no we didn't have to struggle for it from what i have read from mm-hmm. what i have seen compared to other countries like when you hear about the revolutions that happened in different countries yeah. what they had to fight for if you think about ethiopia how they had to fight off white people from coming to their country it just seems as if we're literally just there and we had independence one day we didn't have independence one day we had independence <laughs> Like, I don't know if they're not teaching us right. I don't know if they're not teaching us enough. But from various books that I've read, mm-hmm. there was a country, um, Half of the Yellow Sun. Like, all of these books that you read, it's there, there, for me, there hasn't been any um, thing that's happened that has made people value. Like, even right. some people, you say happy independence, they'd be like, which independence? Value the fact of being an independent country yeah and i think i think you bringing up like the way we're taught about it is very important because Mm. personally maybe i just wasn't listening in class i don't know but me i don't i do not recall being taught about how like how exactly nigeria became independent independence right they just just thinking i'm just thinking maybe you guys can correct me um i think it's because it's very very it's very much intertwined with um it's very much intertwined with tribes right Right. um different tribes have different perspectives Hmm. of what's happened Hmm. so i think that let's say my teacher was Igbo now they have an idea of well maybe their parents their grandparents taught them what's happened from there yeah but if the school is run by a Yoruba person, if the person who is creating the curriculum is Yoruba, there's a different story that they want students to know, right? Period. So me, as an Igbo teacher, I wouldn't be comfortable saying something that makes my people look bad. So mm. I would not be teaching students the Yoruba perspective of what happened. And I think that's how we've kind word, of word, lost... Word, word, word. <laughs> I think that's how we've kind of lost... We've lost the plot as yep. Nigerians. Yep, we have. Nobody knows what's really happened anymore. Because I think that... Well, there's still some people alive that were around during that time. But, like, there's a whole really generation... The story. <laughs> right. There's a whole generation of people who were here um, during the Biafra War, when independence was happening... And a lot of people, those people have taken those stories to their graves. Like, nobody knows what's actually happened. Honey. <laughs> they were there experiencing it. They didn't share Guy. it with anybody. So now, where do we go from here? There's literally a whole story of our, um, our country's independence that we don't know. So, how, where do we start from? Like, where do we start from? Where do we, um, like... And I mean, granted, like there are some books out there. Like you said, Half of a Yellow Sun. Um, you said there was a country. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that books like that that would tell you the story. But who wrote those books actually? I'm not trying to say that they're I'm just trying to confirm no, but, something. No, like I'm saying most of the people that wrote the books are evil people. And oh, yes, I just want that. to add something. I just <laughs> want to add something. Because I feel like now some people might attack me, but I f- I do feel like evil people definitely wear more educated at that time at the time so, like right. they would probably be the ones having more of the resources to write those type to of write things. those stories so we but we can't ignore that most of the stories this is from my perspective because mm-hmm. when i read i also go and ask like people from different right um right. tribes 
-hmm. and we can't ignore that these writings have also been infused with tribalistic things as well Mm. like things that are based on evil people so like it's i'm not saying it's a bad or a good thing you can Mm. only speak from your own experience exactly so you can't speak from you can't speak from um a Yoruba person's experience if you are evil. But then also speaking to Yoruba people, which I still argue and have an issue with, you just realize most of the time they were complacent in this situation. Right. In the BFR world, they were more complacent than actually doing anything. Mm. So do I really want to hear your story? I do, but how much did you actually do? Right, exactly. And you not doing anything also played a role. And I think that that now brings us full circle back to where we're mm-hmm. coming from mm-hmm. of how like, you know, leaving the country right. and realizing that you can't really do anything from here, but like, right. you want to help. Where do we now right. go? Where do we, what do we do? Because I think yeah. there's, there've been a lot of things of, um, there've been a lot of cases and things happening in Nigeria, especially with SARS and like killing people and kidnaps and stuff like that and exactly. girls being raped mm-hmm. and then you see like um you may see a gofundme or um i don't oh, know what joy hashtag a hashtag yeah people trying something, to raise money and social media like something exactly but like after all those things end what now happens like, yeah okay you raise money for somebody's funeral but what are we doing to make sure that it doesn't happen again again right um and I just want to bring this up, like, you guys, people on Twitter have been talking, and I've been, I don't, I'm not trying to say I agree, I'm not trying to say I disagree, but I'm just bringing <laughs> it up for you guys to make your judgments. Um, they've been talking about how, like, musicians, some certain musicians have been making songs about um, police brutality, stealing, police not doing their job, and stuff like that, but, like, when it comes to actually doing things on the streets helping people on the ground they are nowhere to be found they are silent mm. so okay, what, do you so, feel like people should have their own um uh, okay so stay in that space one thing that i'm going to say about that thing is what um what's his name said oh, i forget his name was this big um american activist I forget his name but he said that celebrities are not your saviors mm. celebrities are not your leaders celebrities are not your politicians and so stop putting and normally literally just made a video today this is the only time listen guys i am not in Malian. this is the only time i am going to be afraid end. to say i'm Malian. it's okay i really am not okay. <laughs> this is the only time i'm going to endorse anything that normally has said <laughs> But Naramali said, literally, I was watching a video today where he was mm-hmm. saying he is just a citizen like any other person. Yeah. Stop placing expectations on them. Y'all voted those leaders into those positions. Period. Or and you should go vote. and meet, or did not vote. You <laughs> so should go voted. and meet those leaders. Yeah. Stop expecting celebrities. Like the whole thing that happened with Shuri and Burna Boy. Mm-hmm. Like I totally get, the, I get his points. Like, yeah, Burna Boy is literally enjoying off and, and eating off of thinking about the struggles in Nigeria, struggles right. in African countries. But when he wants, when, when it's meant to be the giant, where is he to be found? ETC, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm not saying that's right. But what I'm saying is stop putting expectations on these celebrities because at the end of the day, they are going to make their money. At the end of the that day, no matter point. how much they want to speak on 
this issue or that issue. Nobody, I'm not I like Fela is my president. Nobody compares Fela. Fela is mm-hmm. the only person that I've seen that literally was walking the talk. Apart yeah. from somebody like maybe David O being close to that, but that's not even in country wise. It's more like his own people wise. So majority of them, maybe like someone like Olamide, but it still goes on to their own people wise. Mm-hmm. Majority of them are still going to make their money. They are citizens just like you. So placing expectations on them and saying, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. You too, go and do. Fine, they are put in positions of power and they should be doing, but the reality of it is, that's their work. <laughs> yeah. That's their work. They're not your leaders. You didn't vote them into that position. Yeah, you listen to their music. Yeah, you did this. Their music is nice, but at the end of the day, I don't see any reason putting hopes in celebrities. They are not my leaders. They are not my leaders. And no matter how much influence they have, if they don't use it, it's of no good to me. But if it's of no good to me, it doesn't change that people are still going to listen to their music. Yeah. Simple R. Kelly, that he, all, of all the things that he did, people are still listening to his music. <laughs> so whether they do anything, whether they don't do anything, people are still going to listen to their music. So in yeah. my opinion, go and face your leaders. <laughs> Protest, That's a good point. Do the real, do what needs to be done. Because most of the stuff you see in America, influencers are speaking up because people on the streets were speaking up mm. and saying influencers are speaking. They were not speaking up first, to yeah. be honest. People every day, everyday people were the ones that started protests. And that's another thing I'm going to say. Like, all of us want to speak on Twitter, talk on Twitter. Most of the people that are talking on Twitter are people that don't live in Nigeria. True. Don't go and pick placard and protest. True. They don't live, we don't live in Nigeria. <laughs> It's true really because we know the next time we're going to be there. <laughs> that's even that's even something I saw on Twitter this morning. Like somebody, um, which I somebody who I believe was in is in Nigeria tweeted um, that you people that were celebr- celebrating October first, where are you now? All of you that were in diaspora that were celebrating October first, where are you now? When we need help ending SARS, I'm like, okay. So for me, I'm like, okay. So what do we do? Like right what are we actually expected to do because it's not like all of us let's say all, all the nigerians in atlanta will not gather we will go we will what, walk the streets of atlanta to end SARS in nigeria how how we do that if you guys have somewhere for us to donate money say okay we're doing this you guys should help do this if you and need somebody see to see what's happening with the money exactly if you need someone to i don't know write to your government say that let's give us actionable steps don't just say right. like we're not doing anything and if you expect us not to celebrate october 1st as a diaspora that doesn't make any any sense it doesn't honestly me i celebrate october 1st i celebrate Black friday i celebrate anything that has to do with my country ah <laughs> so to tell me not to i don't know about that so where are you people now that we're celebrating october 1st um i'm still present i just don't know how to help you right well, you help me right because i'm not saying i'm not going back to nigeria because i definitely am so i mm-hmm. would be helping myself but like the question really is how do i do that right Um, and that's what we're bringing to you today like people who are listening what are your suggestions what are the next steps we can take because it just seems a lot because i was telling earlier before we even started this i am tired Mm. like i'm always screaming about something during this corona the amount of times i've been called tigress the amount of times i've been called like ah why you so why you upset like honestly i'm tired because you scream you shout but what's next 
yeah what can you actually do like is there's only so much you can do helping your people at home teaching them to be different exactly you may never see that um may never see the the impact of what you're doing in years to come exactly what can we actually do you might not even see it in your lifetime man and i think that's the thing about like being not necessarily being selfless but like just thinking about the future like we said before right some of the things that you're doing now you may not benefit from it you may never benefit exactly but it's kind of like are you willing like because i think that's another thing like a lot of old people in nigeria do they're really just living for themselves right now they're trying Mm -hmm. to live and live until they die but like everybody Mm -hmm. after them they can go and do as they please (laughs) Because it's none of that business. Right. And I I think it's such a deeply rooted Nigerian thing, which is why they let all these old people be politicians. Because the largest largest demographic of people in Nigeria are below (laughs) 25. Why is our president 70 years of age? <laughs> it doesn't it makes no sense to me and it will never make sense to me because you are supposed to be Obviously, representing to the population. <laughs> right. And I think another thing is a lot of people don't show up for things. They don't show up for anything in general, like voting. They will give somebody I mean, I'm not blaming anybody, I'm just saying this is also this is what happens privilege standpoint. Mm-hmm. They will give somebody a bag of rice to vote for them, and that's the end. You will never see the politician again. They've given you one bag of rice, and that's just that. And then, once the politician gets in office, fuel prices will go up. The end. Rice price will go up. Tomato price will go up. You now be wondering why. Bill go up. Eh uh-huh. Nepa zero lights. You now be wondering why the politician is doing rubbish. What they can pay you with rice? They will do whatever they please because with the money they have, they can buy however amount of rice they want to buy to bribe people so i think i think as a country we just need to we need to wake up because i know that nigerians are smart we have a very smart group of people imagine talented as well and i think if we just get the right resources and the right people together can actually do something like i'm not saying anything um rude about the fbi but imagine if the fbi got a hold of all the old boys in nigeria you think you think <laughs> it would be mediocre <laughs> you think <laughs> instead of you to harvest that brain they're using to do yow yow boy to do something right like honestly i don't even know i don't know i don't know i just i don't know but that's that's really why this whole conversation we've had this whole talk that we've had is just to bring it back to the people and ask what do you think yeah we that we are not in nigeria but we're passionate about our country Mm -hmm. what can we actually do to help like what can we do other than using our voices to scream because let me tell you the reality of it is not everybody's on social media right so what can we actually do in our country that will actually make a difference be it today or tomorrow because most of the stuff we're doing now one thing i'll say i've learned from americans and being in this country is it's not just about me it's about my future generation that is coming like making room for them many of the things i'm doing i may never even see the fruits until my children's children 
Exactly. There. So what can we actually, what can we put in store? What can we place and what can we prepare for the future? Mm. So I don't know, you, y'all make your, your suggestions, yes, your, what, you, what think. you think, and also your opinion. Like, is this something that you've come to or are you just, it's okay to say, you know what, I'm actually giving up and yeah, yeah I've just made up my mind. I'm not, cause I, I do know a lot of people who have said they are not going back to Nigeria. Mm. So that's not their business. Yeah. You know? So, but the reality of it is, if it's today, regardless of whether you have green card or not green card, they say people that are actually, their color is white. <laughs> Your passport says America. We are stay. The rest of you be going, including um, African-Americans, be going to your country. Mm. Where will you go? Yeah, so, and even even if it's not that <laughs> extreme, and they don't say only white. First, how would they say only white people stay? We don't but I just sure. feel like if they mm-hmm. if turn it around and just say, you know, if you don't have, let's say in America now, if you don't have a blue passport, you have to go back to whatever country you're coming from. Right. There's there's nothing, there is no way that if you don't have a blue passport, you are going to stay in this country. No, but what? But the reason why I was saying that was because some Nigerians have blue passports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what so people have like, yeah, That's not my business. It's why I have dual citizenship. <laughs> so I, I will close my eyes. I said that's not me. But I'm saying like if if they say everybody that is a Nigerian should leave America okay. today. Yeah. There, where are you gonna go? Unless you have another another citizenship, another country, go there. But like, <laughs> you have to go back to Nigeria at least to start your life from scratch again. Um, before you now figure out another where, country. Exactly. Before <laughs> you now figure out where else you are going to go to. So I think that's something that everybody should keep in mind because the way America is going, they can't do it, Sha. Yeah. So um, I think everybody should just keep in mind that hey, what did Bonaboy's mom say? Um. Before you were before you were an African American, you were an African or something like that. I think that was what she said. I think yeah. so. So before you yeah, became African, before we were an African American, yeah. like that, Um. So before you became a student in America, you were a Nigerian. Period. Before you became a student in wherever you are, or before you became an immigrant in wherever <laughs> you are, you be immigrants. I be immigrants. Anyone, you take it as if before you immigrated from passport. somewhere. <laughs> To immigrate into somewhere else, you guys get right. what I mean. Um, right. Before you became a citizen of wherever you are, you were a Nigerian. So just have that in mind when you see all these things on Twitter and Instagram um, of your people suffering because people in Nigeria are actually suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of us go back just for December or for, for fun times. Um, and Nigeria we is much. <laughs> Much, much, much more than that. Yeah, has much, much more than Lagos and Abuja and Potakots. Honestly, and I think that we need to see the bigger picture because if everybody keeps leaving to live somewhere else, Nigeria would just keep going down the drain. Um, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of scary because all the so called educated people are gonna leave exactly. So people that are not educated are the, the ones, ones that are there, the and you are there, and you are complaining. Like, honestly, what, what, what should we do? What can we do? What are practical steps that we can actually take? Because mm-hmm. these are questions we too were asking ourselves. Okay, you've come to do, you've come, you've been enlightened, you've come to the enlightenment that okay, something needs to be done. Because yeah. America did not just wake up and become America. Right. Something was done. So UK did not just wake up and become UK. Fine, they've been there for a long time, but 
and the the comparison of oh Nigeria is too young. Da, da, da. Please, hello. That was you, then. You, you can learn for other so people. We are sixteen now. We are big. We are big. We are so bigger. Big like, yeah, just if you're, do you guess if you're how old? How old are your parents? We now say your daddy ah, cannot make so. decisions because he's young. Mm. Ah, let's also let's t- put on your thinking cap. Put on uh-huh. your thinking cap, my let's, dear. Let's all think about it like as a community in the diaspora. Like we need to do something. Um, yeah it may not be today it may not be tomorrow it may not be yeah. next year mm-hmm. but i think we need to start thinking about how exactly we can help our people right and if there are people who are already doing stuff that we just don't know about please definitely connect us to them yeah because we want to do something we just yeah. we don't just want to be sitting and just saying and no just talking. privilege love and just talking like yeah. no actions back our actions that be our words with actions rather because we did say it in a trailer we're two girls trying to make a difference in the world and we have period. to start with our country you know our country period poo at least in nigeria my country to be faithful <laughs> hello hello what's going on hello hello <laughs> and you like, guys we to the, the end <laughs> like this is just a sign before we end i remember when they used to do the national anthem and everybody used to wait and stand now, Aliyah, I kid you not. Nobody cares. Do I know? Do I remember the national anthem? Uh-uh. I remember the pledge. Oh, you know they had two parts of the, of the national anthem. <laughs> I <laughs> Nigeria. <laughs> what? What I'm saying is nobody <laughs> even waits anymore. Nobody cares. And it just shows where like the respect has just yeah. zero respect. So anyway... We have come to the end of this episode. Yeah. And I just, to get us out of this episode, I'm going to say the pledge of Nigeria. <laughs> so you can join me if you want. Put your right, put your right hand on your chest, please. Um, yes. One, two, three. I pledge, I pledge to Nigeria, Nigeria my, my country, country, to be faithful, loyal, and honest. To serve Nigeria, Nigeria with all my strength, <laughs> to defend our, our unity, and, and uphold, uphold our what? And uphold what? Me God! And that's it from us today. Airpods. Thanks, guys. Oh <laughs> we need to do better. But yeah, thank you, guys. Don't forget to comment yes on oncoming to america underscore pod our instagram and let us know what more you want and you know definitely help us please help us help you okay help us help us love you yeah thank you so much for always listening bye